Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. Today's episode, Danielle is interviewing her good friend, Shana Karp. It's a really interesting interview about somebody struggling with anxiety and depression and an eating disorder. And I thought this would be a good time to explain that eating disorders really never exist in a vacuum. Usually when somebody develops an eating disorder, there are other comorbidities going on, like anxiety, depression, OCD, bipolar. And this interview should not be used as any sort of diagnostic criteria. Um, this interview is not in place of therapy or work with a dietitian. Um, if you feel that you need help, please reach out to a dietitian who is qualified to work with someone with eating disorders and a therapist and make sure that you have the right adequate help. Um, and I just want to also say that for those parents who do not have any coverage for their kids right now, I feel for you. It's really hard. It's a lot going on. And I guess like just to say, of course, we're so lucky that we have kids and we're so lucky that, um, that we have what all, you know, this, the, the these beautiful children in our, in our lives, but the fact that there's no coverage and you're probably hearing a lot of, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, and you don't know what to do. At least that's what's going on here. Um, we came up with a solution, but it's also has, it's, um, you know, hard parts with a newborn baby at home, but Baruch Hashem, all good. But I just wanted to say that I, I know that it's hard and, um, I can hold space for that. <laughs> Um, okay, so I will be going back to work, God willing, July 5th to see clients. So you could reach out if you want to start booking for that week. Um, in the meantime, if you like the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at gila.glassberg.intuitiverd. And if you like these, this content, please uh, go to my website, gilaglassberg.com. There's tons of other episodes there, podcast episodes, videos, as well as blog posts that you could get a lot of information and even while I'm on maternity leave I've been people have been asking asking me questions and I've been sending them directly to the uh, website and the Instagram with lots of different content okay enjoy the episode have a great day hi everyone and welcome to my podcast get into it with Gila I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration powerful tools and insights and valuable knowledge if you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It With Gila. I'm Danielle, and I'm your guest host while Gila's on maternity leave. Today, I have my really good friend, Shana. She's been my best friend since third grade, Shana Karp. Hi, Shana. Hi. So nice to see you. It's good to see you too, Hi, Danielle. Tell the, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So my name is Shana Karp. I am um, married. I have one little uh, two-and-a-half-year-old son. I, um, I live in Farakaway. And I work as a social worker. I love to paint. Um, you also love to I love, I love, I love learning Torah. 
I enjoy exercising. Um, I'm into learning about health and yeah, it's a little bit about myself. So nice. Yeah. So Shane is one of my oldest friends. We went to school growing up. Shane, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about your journey. I know how you became a little more from as you got older, like me. Yeah. So, so, you know, as you know, Chiram in high school, I struggled with, um, with disordered eating. I, uh, it was in, it was in ninth, a little bit before ninth grade, actually. I, um, I went on this crash diet where I would obsessively count calories. And, um, I really, I really lost myself. I ended up, you know, losing some hair. I lost, um, I, I started missing my cycle and it was a scary time for me. I ended up falling into a depression, uh, and, struggling with a lot of anxiety at the time. Um, I guess I wasn't getting enough nutrients. So that that triggered the depression and the anxiety started experiencing panic attacks. And it was a really challenging time in my life. And um, as you know, you know, I think you, you could remember. And- You used to call me on the phone a lot in ninth grade and talk to me that was going on your mind. And I would listen, but I didn't get it. You know, I was like younger and I would try to tell you like, oh, why are you anxious about that? You have nothing to be anxious about. It's okay. But obviously now, like, I know that's the worst thing to say to somebody that's going through a struggle. Yeah. Um, but I, you mean, you're a very supportive friend. So I was grateful, grateful to have you. Right. No, I was always there. You know, love being there for you. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was a really tough time for me and what got me through it was, you know, I, I, I you know, I went to a modern Orthodox day school. I, I grew up modern Orthodox. I, I wouldn't say I have the biggest connection with, with my Judaism and with spirituality. And at the time I was just feeling so helpless and hopeless. And I decided to, to pray to Zavon Hashem every day. And that's really what motivated me beforehand. I, I didn't really have, you know, I went to davening in school and I would daven daily, but I didn't have a major interest in, in davening at home. It was just something that we did in school. Although I and, do remember when we were a little kid in fifth grade, you got the best davener award. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do remember that. But, but I wouldn't say I, I was so connected. I just always, you know, I listened to my sitter. I had my finger on the place. And, you know, at the time I didn't, I didn't feel so connected. And then, you know, once I fell into, to this, you know, depression and, you know, was experiencing these panic attacks and I, I really didn't know what, what was going on. Like, it was just kind of all of a sudden I just stopped, you know, I stopped, I stopped eating enough and then boom, like I, I just fell into this depression and started experiencing panic attacks and I, I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't know what the word depression meant at the time. I didn't know at the time I was struggling with depression or anxiety. I didn't know what a panic attack was. Well, I have a question. Did it start from, like, where did it start? Did it start because of your struggle with food and body image? Or did it start from other reasons, other ways? And then you feel like your way to cope with it was maybe counting cal calories and going on a diet? Yeah, I definitely have, have, have low self-esteem. I think that's what triggered, you know, and I wasn't happy with, with my body image. I think that that's what triggered me to go on to this crash diet at the time. I didn't, I didn't realize what I, you know, what, that I wasn't eating enough. Um, 
you know, I was just trying to eat less, but I, I wasn't eating, I wasn't eating nearly enough. And it, 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 yeah, I guess not getting enough nutrients. Um, you know, I fell into this depression and, um, that triggered the anxiety. So, so what got me through it, I think was, well, I know was really, again, daily, I would just, I would cry out to Hashem and I would dive into Hashem and just, he, he was my only hope. How did you know to go to Hashem? Did you like speak to a teacher about that? Or did you just on your own, like one day just talk to it's Hashem? It's on, on my own. Like it just, like, I just, I'm like, okay, like I, I, I need a dive. And I just felt so helpless and, and hopeless. So I just cried out to Hashem. You know, it's like the saying, there's like no atheist in a, in a foxhole. Um, you know, not, not that I was an atheist, but um, I, I, I guess I just, I, I felt there was no one else to turn to, or I, I had no one else. So Hashem was my only hope. Uh, and I really believe it was through my, through the tefillah that that's what got me through it. And I was able to come to a place, you know, thank God where I am now in a much healthier, happier place. And I truly believe that if it wasn't for, for my davening, I would not have gotten out of that really dark place. Wow, that's beautiful. And till this day, are you very connected to davening? Um, so I, I do feel like I struggle with it at times, but you know, I, I guess also, you know, now thank God with my son, I don't always have the time. And of course um you know when I when I have the time I do enjoy davening you know I wouldn't say I, I can have I, I do you know I, I find Shimona Esrei it's a lot easier to have Kavana in the general davening I do feel like I struggle with that um but I definitely feel a lot more connected to Hashem and I'll speak out to Hashem and turn to Hashem and you know when I'm going through a hard time I'll say to Hillim and speak out to Hashem which you know I, I guess I never would have I, I never would have came to, to learn more about Judaism if it wasn't for what I went through. And then in, um, so, so what happened was I, I ended up getting help. Uh, I, I ended up meeting, meeting with a therapist. Um, I went on, I went on a, you know, an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication. And that really helped me a lot. Um, but it really wasn't until, until 12th grade, I remember at the time um where things really changed for me my um my teacher was running a monday night learning program this is green right this is green yeah i actually spoke about her when i did my first episode here with gila how she played a bit, big you know role in my journey maybe we'll get her on the podcast at some point yeah um so yeah and you know you were also at monday night learning i remember yeah yeah um so so, so yeah, I ended up going to this Monday night learning program and I was learning with Mrs. Green, we were learning about SNES and it just, it just opened a whole new world for me. Like I never really felt I understood what the Torah was about and the meaning of Torah and, you know, Torah is not just about, not just about learning Torah, but really working on our character traits as a person. And you know, I, it, you know, once I started the money I learning, it really opened a whole new world to me. And I just felt inspired. I felt like I was on a high. Um, and, you know, after, and then I actually, at the time I started working on my SNES and that definitely helped me build a lot of self-respect for myself when I started like covering my elbows and my collarbone 
and my knees, I remember feeling just more respect for myself as a person and closer to Hashem. And, and it was hard, you know, I was in a, you know, as you know, we were in the same school in a modern Orthodox day school where not everyone covered their knees or their, or their elbows. So it, it was definitely a challenge. And then after that, I went to seminary for the year. And that also really helped me a lot, just get through, um, just helped me manage my anxiety. And um, I, I definitely could say it came back from seminary, a changed person. So a lot happier, a lot healthier, had less anxiety. Um, my, my depression improved a lot. And I, I all, you know, I definitely attribute it to, to the light of Torah and just, you know, all the, you know, just to, to be able to learn Torah and Eric Israel, I definitely attribute it to, to all of that. Um, I really feel like Hashem just pulled me out of this, out of this hole. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that's, well, that's really something. I remember, you know, you, you really helped me in my journey of becoming from just watching you and having you there and always being there to talk with me and support me and just watching you was a big inspiration. And I saw how your connection to Hashem really did help you through that hard time. Cause I remember back in high school when you used to call me when you were struggling with anxiety. And I remember when you lost a lot of weight and I remember shopping with you as a kid and you were always like, it was, you were very indecisive. Like you would try something on and then you'd come home and you want to return it. And my grandma would always say, Oh, shame be like, you always, <laughs> she always wants to can't make up her mind with clothing. Yeah, that was fun shopping with your grandmother. I just, I just remember, you know, although it didn't seem to me as a kid, I have to be honest, like you didn't seem to be so, I didn't know that you were so, you were struggling that much. You know, I mean, I knew you were struggling a little bit, but you seemed, uh, I don't know, you just, you seemed like normal, you know, just yeah. a good so friend. I really, I really tried to fight it. You know, I, I really I always loved up- like, spending time with you. You know, I never felt like I don't want to be around you, that you were negative. Right. So, so it's even for me to hear all of this now is I'm, I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, we never really know what, what's going on inside of a person. It's true. It's a very powerful thing, that idea. But uh, No, I definitely tried to fake it to, you know, to, 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 to smile and just to fake it and pretend that I was happy. Obviously, I didn't want people to know that I was struggling. Um, you know, although it, it is it is normal and many people do struggle with, with depression and anxiety and it's very, very common. Of course. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. No, not at all. But uh, yeah, it really was. It was really challenging waking up every morning. I really had to push myself to just get out of bed, just to go to school, to, to, face, to face the day. It was a really challenging time. Um, but, you know, Hashem gave me that strength and thank God. I could say I'm definitely a changed, much happier person today. And now, you know, I really, I feel like my experience helped me, helped me, I guess, um, help other people. And now, you know, as I said, I work as a social worker, you know, I do one-on-one therapy and I really find it very rewarding. And, you know, especially, especially like my clients who come in struggling with anxiety, I feel like I'm able I'm able to, to relate to them and I have tools of my own that I'm able to pass over to them. 
wow, that's, you know, for you to be able to go through that experience and come ahead from it and apply everything that you went through and give and help other people and support other people. That's just, it's amazing, Shana. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really something like I love doing. I really do enjoy, enjoy meeting with my clients. I love just, you know, hearing their struggles and trying to be there for them and support them and, you know, empower them and give them tools to overcome their struggles. You know, it's interesting. Like I remember for a long time you wanted to, when it came to a career, you wanted to go into Judaic studies to be a teacher, but you ended up moving to this path of social work. Do you think it has to do with your own, like what happened to you as a kid and what you struggled with as a teenager? I do feel like yeah, that experience- Yeah, 100%. Kind of hundred percent. It's funny because looking back, you know, when I said I wanted to be a Judaic studies teacher, what I really wanted is like my, my dream job was teaching in a seminary in Eretz Israel. Still my dream to live in Israel. And I, I believe I'll get there with Hashem's help one day. Probably because like you had such a special year there too. Yeah. You wanted to soak up as much as it. It's, it was yeah. a very special year seminary for me, for you, for a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe not everybody had the best year. But I know we both did it. Yeah, I definitely felt like, like my, my soul, like it definitely being an Israel just uplifted my soul and um, just helped me also through, through my anxiety and through the depression. Um, but so, so yeah, I, I did want to be a Judaic studies teacher, but really, again, my, my dream was always to teach in a seminary, but I realized afterwards, it, it wasn't just about teaching the Torah, which I would, I think I would really enjoy that but also just establishing a deep connection with the girls. And that's, you know, lots of times in seminary, you establish a deep connection with your teachers. And so, so you know, as, as much I think I would enjoy teaching Torah, um, and it, you know, it's still something I can do on the side. I, I, do, um, I, I do try to get involved um, in small ways. I know you do Olami, right? Yeah, I do, I do Olami. Um, partners in Torah? Yeah, partners in Torah. Um, you also wanted to, I know you wanted to get into Kira for a while. That's one of your like, passions as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do want to. Um, it's never too late. Never. No, it's beautiful. Well, you do it now with all of me. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, so what I realized is also I just really want to have a deep connection with the girls. And, you know, one-on-one -on -one therapy, I think, you know, fills that role that I'm able to just really get to know my clients deeply. Right, for sure. Yeah. Well, so Shana, if there's anything right now that you could tell yourself as a teenager, you know, when you were going through that, like any guidance, advice, any words of compassion that you would have for yourself or maybe even a person that's struggling right now with eating, with um, an eating disorder or anxiety? Yeah. Um, I would definitely tell my, myself as a teenager, that I would give myself a boost of confidence, you know, let myself know that I'm beautiful the way I am, whether, you know, I'm a, a size four, size six, or a size eight. Um, I would let myself, you know, I, I, would, I would tell myself, focus on, remind myself of all of my positive strengths and, um, and that I, I'm a lovable person, I'm a good person, I have a lot to offer to the world. Hashem loves me. Hashem is watching over me. I'm good enough. I think that's a big thing that, that we can all use, reminding ourselves that, that we're good enough. For sure. For sure. 
something we have to tell ourselves often. It's not natural for most people. We really yeah. have to actively work on it. Yeah. So, so reminding myself that, and just as a message to everyone that, you know, you're good enough and you're doing the best that you can with the tools that you have. And we're all trying our best. And um, we, we all have value. Everyone has value. Yeah, yeah, we all have value. And I think that this world we live in, a lot of like value is placed on the externals. What is success? Do you have a good job? Do you look nice? Do you have good friends? Do you have a, a good, a big house? Whatever it is, it's based on externals. But really what it is, is to me, success is the very fact that Hashem created us and we're here and our job is just to try. The outcome is not up to us. It's Hashem, the outcome. You know, it's like if you're looking for a new job and you're trying and trying and you're going to interview, like I know a person in my life who's trying for a long time to get a new job and goes and interviews and is persistent and hasn't got a job. But, you know, I used to think, oh, that person is being successful. No, I'm sorry. I used to think that person is trying, but they're not succeeding. But you know what? It's what Hashem wants. So it's all for the good, even though it's, it's not, you know, the person's not being successful. But, you know, now I, I've learned to look at this person and say, you know, wow, they're, they're successful just because they're trying and they're being persistent. And if they get that job, that's up to Hashem. It's not up to them. Yeah. And, then, and even, even, you know, just being alive and breathing, you know, Hashem, Hashem put us all in this world for a reason. And if we weren't alive and breathing, you know, if he didn't want us to be here, we wouldn't be alive and breathing. So, you know, we, we all have a purpose. For sure. And it doesn't have to be this, this big external purpose that people could see. It could be something internal that only you know that you're dealing with or your close family or friends. And yeah, yeah. Like, you know, even our, our own struggles just to, to love ourselves and our own struggles, you know, with, with our own, you know, issues, being able to work through those and overcome that, you know, that, that in itself is, is a big purpose for sure a lot of people nowadays i think struggle with with self-esteem yeah i definitely think it's well, yeah it's, it's a hard it's hard but um you know for me i find as i get older i'm able to be stronger and more confident in who i am and i guess be kinder to myself and like more loving of myself less critical I mean, I definitely think it comes with work though, like having, giving myself like positive affirmations, reading, you know, books and also just having good friends like you, you know, the way you speak, getting, being able to be around you and the way we talk with each other, it really brings me up. Yeah, I, no, me too. I, I, def, I feel the same way. You're yeah. always inspiring me to grow and to, to work on myself and to become better. Yeah, it's important to surround yourself with good people. It really is. Yeah. But, but definitely, I, I, you know, I also, you know, with time, I feel like my, my confidence has grown. And as I get older, I feel like I'm, I just don't care as much what people think. I think that's normal for most people. It just comes with age. You just don't, don't care as much. Um, I, I'm the same way. I used to care a lot more than I do now. You know, we only have a limited amount of energy and resources. It's just not worth getting so caught up in that. And when you live in that space of caring so much about what people think, I find that you're not, it prevents you from doing things that you want and that you enjoy. It really holds you back. 
Yeah, no, of course. You know, we do, we, like you said, we have limited time. We have a limited time on this earth. And, you know, every, every moment is precious. And, you know, if we, we spend our whole life, I guess, living for another person or, um, you know, not being who we are, we're, we're, you know, losing all those moments of, of being who we, you know, the best person we could be, who we're meant to be. Wow, exactly. Exactly. Well, Shana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just being open and vulnerable and sharing what you struggled. I hope it resonates with somebody listening. Yes, I, I hope, you know, there's other listeners out there who, who, who relate and helps them be more open about their experience. Um, and again, I just want to say it's something that, you know, many people struggle with. Um, and it's, it's very common and, um, you know, there, there's help out there and there's resources out there and the person should never give up hope. Well, Sheena, is there a place that the listeners could contact you? Maybe afterwards I could, um, put, you know, get put, put your email address in case someone wants to reach out to you. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely give you my email address after if anyone has any questions or, you know, just need some tips on um, helping them work through their anxiety or if they're struggling with anxiety or depression or disordered eating, I'm more than happy to, you know, to speak with them. Okay, amazing. I'll put your email address in the show notes for anybody that wants to reach out. Okay, great. Well, okay, everybody. Thank you for listening and bearing with me. This is my first interview, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm happy. I wanted to interview Shana, one of my best friends, just because I'm comfortable around her. So I thought it was like a good person to talk with first. And um, oh, and again, at the beginning, Shana called me Chaim Miriam because that's my other name. That's my Hebrew name. And I have a lot of friends that call me Danielle and a lot of friends that call me Chaim Miriam too. Yes, and I also, I remember you called me Shandy. I also, um, <laughs> growing up, I was actually called Shandy. My parents always call me that, but my real name is Shana. Um, Shana, Shana, it kind of goes yeah. together. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, Hi, it's Mary and Danielle are very different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's almost the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for hosting me. Um, yes. It's really a, a pleasure being here. And, um, you know, I, I hope this was inspiring for people. It was definitely inspiring to me. And, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for our friendship. Yes, me too. Have a good evening, everybody. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.